Business Matters in association with the ATU Donegal Faculty of Business. If you're looking to reinforce your leadership skills, ATU are offering Level 9 Executive Masters in Leadership and Innovation for private and public sector managers starting in January. Take the next step in your career and call 9186206 or email donald.hannigan at atu.ie. I'm Kieran O'Donnell. You're welcome to Business Matters. Later in the programme, I'll be talking to Larry Kenny, estate agent and owner of the Quiet Moment Tea Rooms, Brendan McGlynn. But first, the 2022 By Donegal campaign kicks off in earnest on Friday, November the 11th and runs to Saturday, December the 24th. I spoke to Stephen Perry, Economic Development Officer with Donegal County Council, about the initiative which is now in its third year. Yeah, so I suppose it's it's building on the success of previous campaigns, and, and by Donegal is uh, um, I suppose it's about more than just buying local, and while that's very very important, it's about showcasing the talent and innovation of Donegal businesses to to as wide an audience as possible, to a global audience. Last year, for example, we had um, almost twenty thousand hits on our site from sixty eight different countries, so that just I suppose gives some indication of the of the size and scale of the campaign, and that's through the the work of all of the people involved in the campaign and all of the businesses that are involved too. Stephen, it's a six week campaign starting on Friday November the 11th and running until December the 24th. Yes, that's correct, Karen. So we're starting in, in middle of November, so plenty of time, I suppose, to give people that opportunity to get that special gift, uh, that, that Donegal present for their loved one, whoever they might be, and um, I suppose also to give the businesses that time to prepare for that, that very busy and important um, shopping window for them as well. And how important is that extensive marketing campaign going to be to ensure that it's going to be a lot of success? Um, yeah, it's hugely important. I mean, each year, I suppose it started two years ago, and we've tried to build on that and tried to extend our reach. Um, and we've built up, I suppose, a, a quite a significant database of businesses, over 300, as, as I've mentioned, involved. But also, I suppose, how we reach that new audience. We're, we're fortunate, I suppose, in Donegal to have a really strong media who support us really, really well. Uh, and also through, I suppose, many influencers who love to get involved in the campaign. But this year, I suppose, we're looking at um, making it bigger again and, and reaching a, as wide an audience as we can. And uh, certainly our, our Donegal diaspora across the world will play an important role too. And you're adopting a themed approach this year? Yes, we are. I suppose before we started uh, the, the planning for this year, we, we thought about how we how best we might approach. So having a particular theme or focus, um, we felt was quite important. So for for example, in week one, we look at designers and makers. And we will also this year trying to make the, the campaign as interactive and engaging as possible, have a range of different prizes and gifts available. So we want that, that interaction, that two-way interaction with consumers is really, really important. Um, so each week we'll, we'll probably announce the, the new uh, prizes that are on offer and how people are in with a chance to win those. So yeah, lots, lots to be revealed. So I suppose the message is to, to encourage listeners to, to log on to buy Donegal uh, as often and as soon as possible so they can, they can keep up to speed with everything that's happening. Stephen, it's a great opportunity for businesses in Donegal to sort of showcase what the products they have to offer and the services they have to offer, literally uh, on a world stage platform. 
Yeah, that's correct. I mean, what, I suppose th- th- we, we we look to, first of all, I suppose any business in Donegal can take part in this. I suppose it's particularly suitable to those that might be, uh, be under the tree at Christmas, so that can be offered at that time of year that they, those tend to do particularly well. But it, it, as I said, it's, it's open to all. And we've been very fortunate to have, you know, the, the, the larger brands and, and businesses, the likes of the McElhenney's, the likes of the football special, who have, probably have that international and global reach already, come in behind this campaign and work and support the smaller organisations, the, the individual creatives, designers, makers. And, and that's, I think, what's been one of the keys to the success of Bay Donegal over the past two years. And what lessons have we learned over the last couple of years, uh, Stephen, that you're going to bring into this year's campaign? Yeah, I suppose uh, there's, a, there's a couple on that one. So the, the weekly themed element is certainly something. So to give each each time a particular focus, that engagement is talking about those giveaways. So rewarding those consumers, those people who are interacting with the campaign and, uh, and, and giving a chance for the individual businesses as well. So we will be featuring and giving prizes from participating businesses as well. Um, but trying to get that two-way engagement for us I think is quite important we've built I suppose last year even on our website trying to make it uh, as user friendly and easy as possible for people to, to navigate so the search function so if people want a specific business they can type that in that's quite important um, there's the location for each business so I know particularly with Diaspora for example they might want to purchase a, a product or service from their own local town wherever that might be north, south, east or west um, so they have that, that opportunity to do so as well so it's very much uh, a sense of loyalty and an opportunity to stay loyal to businesses, whether you're at home or abroad. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose we'll also benefit from the fact that people will buy and see that. And I know even from feedback we got from, from consumers previously that they saw a friend who posted about Bay Donegal that, were, that kind of aroused their interest and, and then they saw it and they, they, they logged on. And, and a couple of hours later, there were many Donegal products and services in their, in their virtual shopping cart ready to be dispatched to wherever that might be in the world. So you'll be urging people uh, when they do make that purchase or they do buy that product to make sure that they tell everybody else about it as well? Absolutely, and I suppose trying to harness the power of, of social media as well and, and, and getting the hashtag, I suppose, by Donegal and interacting whatever way that might be. So whether it's a purchase, whether it's a, a story about what your favourite product or service, and, and these are all, I suppose, things that we'll tease out over the course of the campaign each week as part of that weekly theme because we want to get, we want it to be, I suppose, very much about, yeah, reward, uh, encouraging Donegal business, but we also want to be fun and lighthearted as well and we'll have we'll have a bit of crack with people as well over over the course of the campaign and for businesses who are keen to get involved Stephen and have yet to sign up what is their next move yeah so look it's very easy to, to, to sign up just log on to bydonegal.com there's a business portal there so whether you're an existing one of the 300 existing businesses you can log in and update your profile and look we would encourage any business so whether you're part of the campaign previously or not to, to log on make sure your profile is up to date the, the, the importance of I suppose telling that individual business story can't be underestimated it, the people buy from, from people people want to hear stories and there's, there's 300 wonderful stories there already and we want to make sure that uh, every business has as good an opportunity as possible to do that uh, the special offers is, is quite an important function and I know a number of businesses had, had a lot of success and, she, and, and had a number of different special offers over the course of the campaign and, and, and brought that up and I think that re- freshness you know whether it's every week or every fortnight offering something new and different is, is really really important as well and obviously businesses um, are, are well well abreast and well in tune with, with doing things like that as already. And finally Stephen is there any way of gauging exactly uh, the net worth of, of the campaign to Donegal? 
Yeah, so it was but last year it's it's it, it's always I suppose difficult to get exact numbers, but we, we did we did as part of our, our post campaign survey last year, um sent out a note and I suppose the businesses that came back to us on average it was in, in the region of two and a half thousand euro they they calculated uh, generated ev- extra revenue to them. So that was I suppose just it, it, a, a, a small bracket of it, but it again it shows that there's a there's a significant value to be ga- to be got from that. And I suppose one other point that would make as well is so we uh, we do have have different categorizations as well. We, we try not to to make it too complex. So broadly speaking, there are five categories. There are designers and makers, there are food and drink producers, retailers, service providers, and then tourism businesses. So depending on what people want, depending on what type of gift their loved one might want, and um, they can browse through the various business in each of those respective categories. Uh, the other advantage to this is there's brand awareness, Stephen, and there's also repeat business, which might not necessarily be coming over this, this period. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's something that we found over the past two years is uh, businesses have said, look, that they, they've they've got a new customer base through the campaign that they may not have got before, or people um, who you know were local to there through, I suppose, everything that's happened over the past couple of years um, have haven't been have been made more aware of of what's on their doorstep and and are have, are supporting them. And I suppose one other thing I would say to to any business that are they're listening, even if it's you're hearing this and the campaign has begun, it's never too late to say up so please log on um, and and put in your details and we will get them up on the site and, and give you that platform um, on bydonegal.com as soon as possible and, and as, as well as that it's free free of charge for any Donegal business to, to be involved and be part of this campaign too. And finally, Stephen, looking forward to an extremely successful campaign? Yeah, absolutely. No, really looking forward to it. The feedback already, even just when we, our initial communication with businesses and coming back and just you know, the enthusiasm and positivity they have, that's really, really infectious from our perspective as well. And it gives great motivation to, to do as, everything we can to make this campaign as, as big and as, as successful as, as it can be. Stephen Perry, Economic Development Officer with Donegal County Council. Thanks for taking the time today to talk to us on Business Matters. Thank you, Kieran. Join us after the break when we'll be catching up with Letterkenny Estate Agent, Brendan McGlynn. Business Matters, in association with the ATU Donegal Faculty of Business. If you're looking to reinforce your leadership skills, ATU are offering Level 9 Executive Masters in Leadership and Innovation for private and public sector managers, starting in January. Take the next step in your career and call 9186206 or email donald.hannigan at atu.ie. You're welcome back. Brendan McGlynn has been an estate agent in Letterkenny for 30 years. After working in Kelly's Mills, Brendan moved to New Ireland Insurance and four years later, he set up his own life brokerage. He opened the Quiet Moment Tea Rooms on Upper Main Street in 1994 and between his two businesses, he employs 15 people. Brendan, you're very welcome to Business Matters. Thank you, Kieran. Brendan, would I be right in saying that you were always destined to be your own boss and to own your own business? Never. <laughs> it all just happened. My mum used to always say ignorance was bliss, and I would say ignorance was bliss. Brendan, knowing you personally, I do recall you working uh, in many jobs and from an early age. Yes, very. I started very young. Uh, 12 years of age, I would have worked in Larkin's phone station. Um, 
then I was working at Charlie McGee's Chippy and Charlie the Chip fan. I worked for him for nearly seven years. And then, of course, uh, myself and Dickie McGrannon and John McGeever, we had a big partnership going when we were 12 years of age and we, we kept pigs at the back of the houses down in Balmacool. And it was always a big day when they were going to the factory when you knew you were getting your 60 euro or 60 punts for your pig and you bought another two. Or at one stage, we had six pigs and then the partnership broke up and Dickie went on calves which he still has he's under that uh, John McGeever went for the chickens and I stuck to the pigs and well I had the pigs up to I was 17 I think and you know what it's one of the things that probably set me up and got me into the way of thinking about what, what sort of work was involved in, in keeping pigs at time then? Well, we used to go around the neighbourhood and meet people every day of the week. You were going around lifting brock and stuff like that, and that's what fed the pigs. And we used to boil potatoes and uh, to go up and feed the pigs. We had to go up in the morning, we had to go up in the evening. And just you, you met people, and it got you into a way of a pattern of uh, dealing with people, and that's probably the start of it, you know. And knowing that there was always a payday at the end of it, Ben, was the, a good incentive? At the end of it, there was a payday, but we never, we always reinvested. We never took money out of it. It was just a, it was actually, uh, we reinvested the money all the time, and that's, well, maybe we're still reinvesting even today. That's the way business is, isn't it? A lot of people would have remembered you working with Charlie McGee's, uh, particularly on the mobile wagon at that stage. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, great experience, and uh, I learned a lot of stuff while I was in Charlie McGee's. It definitely didn't do me any harm, anyway. Uh, seven years I spent on that, on the chip van. So, that's the catering background, by the way. That's where it came from, I think. So, moving on then, Brendan, uh, into your late teens and early 20s, yeah. what path did your life take then? Well, I'll tell you what, let's go back to the pigs again. I was going over to Kelly's Mills getting sawdust for the pigs, and Billy Ramsey, who was the, the manager in Kelly's Mills at that time, he came over to my mum and he says, listen, there's an office job here going in the mill, and that young fellow yours was over here every day getting sawdust. I think he's the man for the job. And that was the end of that. Once my mum told me that Billy Ramsey was looking for a job, I'd done the interview within two hours, and I started Monday morning, and... That's how I got into Kelly's Mills. And how long were you there for, Ben? I was in, well, I, I tell people nowadays that that was my university. I spent three and a half years in Kelly's Mills, and that's where I learned an awful lot, because actually the Kelly's Mills was it's very relevant to what I do today in selling houses, because there's so many things involved in building or selling houses that you need to know what what's involved in houses. So that was probably that was good, was good, a good way to start. It certainly was a working place of many characters, I'm sure. Uh, lots of different characters, and I have to say, uh, it was a great experience for me. Just some of the people that I worked with were brilliant on Kelly's Mills. It's, I know it's come back 40 years ago now, but it was brilliant. So what was the next move after Kelly's Mills been? Well, what happened, again, the same thing happened. Kelly's Mills, somebody watched me in Kelly's Mills working. And they come in and they uh, asked me, would I be interested in taking a job in New Ireland? And I, like my attitude was, well, what's New Ireland? Who are they? And uh, it was a life insurance company. And I'd done an interview and on a Friday evening I went to a rugby match. Uh, along with the late Sean McDade, we went away to Dublin for the weekend. And when I come back, my mum said, that man was there for the insurance company, he got the job. And I said, do you know what? I think I'll take it. And I took it. And I never looked back after it. Then that was the start of me getting into the insurance business. And I remember going out to Josie Collins, who was the first customer on out, and she gave me the biggest kiss ever. She was so delighted to see somebody from Letterkenny starting a new job. And I always remember that. And that's 40 years ago now, very soon. 
some changes in, in that industry, Brendan, in 40 years? Completely. I only spent five years with New Ireland. Um, and then I started up on my own. Then I became a life broker. And again, I spent possibly another 20 years doing that. And, and I got into auctioneering because of that as well. So it's it's all, the whole thing flowed just from, from when I was a young fellow. Did you like the insurance industry? Uh, that's a very good question. It was... It was a job, yes, i done it. It was hard work when I look back on it, but um, it didn't do me any harm. It was good. It was good for me. Where did you set up your first office, Brendan? Up in the Market Square. Up, uh, My Uncle Eddie's at the butchers up in the square, and he had a wee apartment upstairs that I converted into a wee flat. And then Eddie retired the following year, and I was lucky enough to be able to buy the building. So I converted the building, and I moved downstairs, and the only girl used service took upstairs of me and there was a wee taxi office there too so that really uh, it, it helped me get off the ground from my, one of my first properties so. Just going back to the very early stages Brendan and your decision to set up on your own how big a move for you was it at that time? I didn't regard it as a big move to be honest with you I just felt it was something it must have been something that was just in me that I had to do it and Again, looking back, it didn't do me any harm. And being local and being well-connected, Brendan, were, were, were big factors uh, for your success? Very much so. Uh, normally, most people say the local person's not, you know, they're not looked after, but I have to say the opposite. The locals always looked after me. I always done very well from the locals. They always supported me well. So you mentioned your catering background. Um, talk to me about how the quiet moment tea room came to be. Again, it's kind of going back to Charlie McGee's too. My mum worked in Charlie McGee's. She was there and one day I was driving down the street and I seen a for sale sign on a premises just there at the top of the town and I thought you know what, that would be a good place for a coffee shop. My mum could go in there and work in it for me. You have to remember my mum was a young woman then. I thought she was old but she was actually a young woman. She was near probably her late 50s and uh, I went to the auction I bought the property and I uh, opened up the Quiet Moment Tea Rooms. I had it opened. I think I bought the property in May, and we opened on the nineteenth of July, two thousand or sorry, nineteen ninety four. So basically, within two months, we had it up and going. There was Paul Crampshey and Angel Duffy and Hugo Daly, Dicky McGrannan, all the boys all helped me, and we went and tumbled the place and uh, got things started, and we got it open within two months and. Again, that's come back now. We're 28 years open past there. So that's how that all started. Does it seem 28 years ago, Brendan? It seems like last year. Definitely. It just flies on. Time flies on. Listen to you recalling that uh, episode of, of how you came up across the property. Uh, would it be right in saying that you're someone who's always on the lookout for opportunity and very much aware of what is going on around you? Uh, yes, possibly unknowns to myself. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go out looking, but it's obviously something that's on me. I just. I would be keeping an eye on stuff like that. Um, yeah, definitely. So twenty eight years, and then a second uh, branch of Quaid Moment open. Yeah, well, that opened actually. It's it opened nineteen ninety nine. What happened was, I tumbled the original Quaid Moment. That was a wee twenty four seater cafe, as they called it, or tea room, and. Whenever I was tumbling it, I decided to open at Lower Main Street. And uh, I always remember Malgie Hegarty saying to me, I met Malgie one night, and Malgie says, Jeez, Bren, it's funny too, it took a boy from the road to realise that the people from the foot of the town drinks tea as well. 
and I always remember them words that Malgi told me and it's very interesting because Lower Main Street I had it for about 14 years and it was actually brilliant it was a fantastic shop but just with the recession and things when things maybe back in 2012 2013 things started to get a bit tighter for me and I decided right I'm just going to keep the shop that I own and I had to give up other shop so that's what happened there and happy making that move, Brendan? Oh, best move ever. I was d- delighted. I, I felt that uh, I wasn't dividing my loyalties. I was able to put my energy into one shop, and that's the reason why I'm still here today. I'm still doing well. Before we started recording, Brendan, uh, you noted that uh, your two businesses are just 100 yards apart, so it makes it very easy to keep an eye on both. Yeah, well, if, if I want to go down to the bank, you can still stick your head on the door, and people in there don't know when I'm going to appear. I just appear out of the blue. And staff, I don't know they're used to me at this stage now. They just... They don't seem to mind. And just in terms of staff, Brendan, what staff numbers have you at the moment? We, at the minute, have up to 15 people. We have four here in the office on the high road, and we have about 13 on the quiet moment between full-times and part-times. So we have over 15 staff all the time. 50, uh, 15 on a Friday, anyway, definitely. It's a sizable team, Brendan. Uh, it is. It's, uh, it's, I just do it. I, like, um, I just do it. I enjoy it. Just... L- in reference to the, the the property business, Brendan, can you recall? I know you ma- you mentioned the, the first person you you, you went to uh, in relation to your life assurance yeah. career. Can you recall the first property yeah. you sold? Yeah, tell, tell me, <laughs> and our listeners, Chris, Chris more out in Drumkeen. I remember going out, and I think the twins were only born, and I remember being in the pub there about a year ago, and I met this fellow in the pub, and he was telling me who he was, and I said, "Jeekers, whenever." I was selling your house. You were just a baby. You were you're Chris Ashmore's son. I couldn't believe it. So uh, that was the first house we sold, and that would have been back in, I'm guessing, 1991, 92, around that time. And any idea in terms of cost can you recall oh I do oh, I don't forget things like that right. uh, 36,000 is that what you're asking me like pounds pounds uh, right. the house sold for 36,000 pounds which but it was a hell of a house for that it was a beautiful big bungalow what's the main change that you've noticed in the property sector uh, the main change that I've noticed in property um, well, I've been through 30 years of it now. I'm selling property 30 years. Uh, we've had good times and bad times. We're back in the good times now at the minute. How long it's going to last, I don't know that. But I can certainly say that I'd rather be in the good times than the bad times because back in 2012, 2013, things were really, really, they weren't good at all now. I'm glad to get over it because there were days I come in here and sat and hadn't to do very much. And if you can get over that, you'll get over a lot of things. What kept you going? What was the key to keeping at it? Uh, probably, well, obviously I have a wife and four kids now, so and uh, mortgages to pay and car loans and just 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 worked hard and just enjoyed the work. The two businesses you have are extremely different, Brendan. Hmm. So yeah. there's always variety every day, isn't there? Every day. I start in a quiet moment. And then I come to the office about half nine, and then I go back to the quiet moment in the evening time. So my wife Sharon, she's uh, she works Monday to Friday. She does probably from around twelve o'clock to three o'clock. So that helps a lot. We basically manage the business ourselves. I, I, I manage the both businesses myself, and uh, I'm quite happy working like that. I can manage them quite well. Most people would say that you can't do both, but I seem to be able to manage it all right. How are things in relation to the supply of property at the moment, Brendan? 
I'm very, very fortunate. I'm getting my fair share. And we're doing very well at the minute. And is local knowledge part of that? I think so. I think I find now that um, been thirty years in the business, you you get very confident, and you know you, you you've experiences every day of the week, so you're dealing with people, and people ring me looking for advice. Whereas thirty years ago, I was ringing other people looking for advice. Now I'm the older person now, and I'm giving out the advice to people because I'm positive and confident what I, what I do. What's the best lesson you've learned in business in all that time, Ben? Oh, customer's always right. Always. Well, they're not. They're always right. That's, that's one thing I did learn. Um, <coughs> a rise in, in mortgage rates been over the last couple of months. Not the best um, thing to happen in the property market, but are you concerned about the future of the property market or are you happy off the way things are going? The one thing I will say, Kieran, most of the people are buying properties now, especially young people. You have to remember back uh, whenever the recession hit 10, 12 years ago, they were all teenagers. Now they're grown adults. They're working. This thing about interest rates, they don't really get it, but they're, they they know 1 or 2% adds 75 or 100 euro a month on it. It doesn't seem to worry them. So young people are still looking at properties. They're still buying properties. And it's only the people that's probably older that realise that one time, for example, the first house I bought, the interest uh, rate at that time was 18%. Now, if you were to tell a young person today that they were paying 18%, they probably would never buy a property. Yet now they're getting away today for 3 or 4%. Just thinking, even the standard and the quality of property, Brendan, that you're selling now compared to when you started off, must yeah. be a huge difference there. Unbelievable difference. Like uh, when energy rating came in about 10, 12 years ago, energy rating wasn't you know people wondered what it was all about but now today is one of the first questions you're asked what's energy rating on the house and if it's not a, a, an A, B or C people are less interested Tell me Brendan I know you've, you've worked a lot of jobs uh, in your area part if you had followed your childhood dream job when you were at school what about that? <laughs> I remember uh, going to the uh, School and we were being asked what I wanted to be and was going to be a jockey. I don't think I think I would break the horse's back today if I was on, <laughs> on a horse today. But that was one of the things that I thought about at the time. But I never planned out to be, as I said to you at the very start, ignorance was bliss. Everything just fell into place the way it is. And if you were giving advice to your 21-year-old self now, Brendan, what would those words be? Uh, just follow your dream, whatever. Just Just work hard. That's all you can really... Working hard is the most important part. And enjoying what you're doing. Don't do it if you don't enjoy it. Is there a person in business that you admire most? A person in business? Um, or people in business? Uh, people, who do you see? That's a question I never expected you asked me now. But so, is there a person in business? Well, one person that I always admired in business and I felt he was a real gentleman, Frank Grimes. Frank was I always felt that he was... Uh, he was... He was a smart man, and he a couple of conversations I had with him. He gave to me, so that would be one example. Brendan, I know you have lent your business experience to St. Judan's GA Club, and you were very much to the fore when it came to the first house draw and the first number of house draws. Mm-hmm. Um, where did that idea come out of? Um, well, the very first draw was in 1991. We had the, there was a, uh, a Mazda one two one was the prize, and I came up with a bright idea of calling it the one to one draw. 
which was a week uh, at the time it went well and that particular day I think we turned around and made about 29,000 profit that was in 1991 and then the next time they were talking about fundraising because I was an estate agent and I came up with the idea of um, having a house draw and I got the job of running it and I run seven draws after that so I think um, I probably had house draws in uh, Letterkenny before they had them anywhere else in the country now everybody's having house draws but a lot of work Brendan a lot of work but I enjoyed it and it was satisfying at the end of it to see the, the kind of money and it was nice to always be able to account for everything that was there and I can always hold my head up high and say uh everything was accounted for and uh, I'm very happy with that and to look at the facilities at yeah. Park and see how the club has yeah. transformed and, and, and progressed with the times yeah. must be satisfying from your own it's point of view it's very satisfying um, just to see when you drive past it and just say especially whenever I was involved I was the treasurer back in the club in 1990-91 when we bought the first lands where the training grounds are now we bought that for 56,000 euro and I was involved in the club back then when that was bought and that's satisfying to know that I was I helped to achieve the purchase of that What's your view of Lerikini as a place to do business in now Brendan? Def- it's definitely a different town from it was 30 years ago What's the main difference that you noticed? Uh, it's a good town um, a lot of people know where Letterkenny is a lot of people come to Letterkenny it's, uh, from a business point of view I think it's one of the best places it's definitely a good town to live in and it's a good business town and Letterkenny Chamber of Commerce I know you're closely associated with the Chamber for a long time a big player in, in the world of business here locally yeah well the shop LK voucher is probably one of the, the biggest achievements that they ever or one of the one of the best things ever they come up with so definitely the Chamber of Commerce is a big influence in business in the town uh, you mentioned uh, your mother Kay at the start of the interview and for the community you this morning Kay was outside with yeah. Polly in there so she still keeping an eye on you Ben? still watching me all the time and if it's not here in the office on a Thursday or Friday morning it's in a quiet moment on a Sunday morning and just she watches she keeps an eye on everything for me and finally Brendan what lies ahead for yourself and your businesses Right, well, the quiet moment, fingers crossed, continues to uh, go from strength to strength. And the office, at some stage, I'll probably retire. And I'm going to be the big 60 next year, so I think it's time to start slowing down a wee bit. And is there anybody uh, in the next generation coming along to maybe look to fill your shoes, Brim? Don't think so. Uh, I would imagine, I would expect that they'll all do their own thing, so I'll help them as much as I can, but... Um, they'll do their own thing I would say Brendan McGlynn owner of Brendan McGlynn Associates and owner of the Quiet Moment Tea Rooms in Larrakenny thanks so much this morning for joining me on Business Matters no problem Kieran thank you well that's it for this edition of Business Matters thanks to my guests Stephen Perry and Brendan McGlynn thanks to Kevin Fury on sound and thanks to you for listening if you'd like to get in touch with the programme drop an email to businessmatters at highlandradio.com Business Matters, in association with the ATU Donegal Faculty of Business. If you're looking to reinforce your leadership skills, ATU are offering Level 9 Executive Masters in Leadership and Innovation for private and public sector managers, starting in January. Take the next step in your career and call 9186206 or email donald.hannigan at atu.ie.